Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Not Your African Cliché. Before we get into today's episode, though, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, where we are Not Your African Cliché, as well as SoundCloud, where we are NYAC Podcast. Don't forget to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, we are Not Your African Cliché, Twitter, at NYAC Podcast, and Instagram, NYAC underscore podcast. You can also email us at NotYourAfricanCliche at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. podcast not your african cliche my name is ifeiwa and today i am your host but before we dive into the discussion we have planned for today's episode i'm going to let my amazing wonderful beautiful smart talented (laughs) co-hosts introduce themselves all of them wash hey Hey guys i'm the beautiful one this is amayo (laughs) yes of course you are me, of me. No <laughs> doubt about Washa it. Man, I beg, I beg. <laughs> hey guys, this is Ife. Hey guys, this is Onyeka, aka Yeka O. And so to kick off today's episode, we are going to introduce our new mini segment, Hashtag African Excellence. So some of you may or may not know that a wonderful woman by the name Rahawa Haley, Hail, Hail. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. She's from Eritrea, and she hikes the Appalachian Trail. I believe she did that a couple weeks ago, but she's been hiking the trail for the past four months, five months. You should probably verify that information. From but March anyways, to October, right? The accomplishments. What? Is that from March to October, right? Yeah, I mean, she's been on the trail for a while. It goes from Georgia all the way to Maine, Maine, Maine. I believe. Mm-hmm. So she's been doing it for a couple of months, and I remember her posting pictures along the way. Um, she even posted some pictures of some books um, that she read as she <laughs> as she hiked the trail. But congratulations, Rahawa. You are amazing, and you are our hashtag African excellence. Oh, oh. And can we even, <laughs> like, can we talk about how remarkable it is for her to have hiked that? Number one, that is Mm-hmm. Like the percentage of people who do that is very, very small. Number one, mm-hmm. then yeah. you know, she one of her tweets was like, When they tell you that black people don't hike, so you hike the Appalachian <laughs> Trail because representation matters, mm. and it was so wild because now she has put it in my head that maybe I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. Wow, just like because that, she did like it. Wow, you know, like you know, it didn't even occur to me <laughs> to mm. think about wanting to hike the Appalachian Trail, but now she's just done it. I'm like, yeah, it's Look something at how like, just changing lives. I know, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's something black women do. I guess I could hike the Appalachian Trail if I wanted. So shout out to you, girl. Black mm. hashtag Black women did that. Hashtag Black girl magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, and on the opposite 
side of the spectrum of African excellence. <laughs> Not African even in the category disgrace. of African, hashtag African disgrace. We, oh, the people, <laughs> we, the people of the continent of Africa, would like to trade one African by the name of Malik Obama oh. <laughs> for supporting Trump and for, um, I think he also said something along the lines of uh, Trump being a good family man. It was just, like, ridiculous. And as he put on the spreadsheet, like, that ridiculous extended family member everyone has. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> I've spent Just come Malik Obama away. <laughs> we don't want. <laughs> you don't need him anymore. He just sounded very bitter. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. All right. So, moving on. Today's topic was inspired by a wonderful, smart woman by the name of Yasmin Yonis that I follow on Twitter, and I believe a couple of us do follow her on Twitter. Um, This topic is inspired by a series of tweets that she posted a couple weeks ago about the isolation that comes with moving away from support systems to find jobs or for school or for work and what, what essentially what that looks like. Um, and so when I saw those tweets that she posted, I, I was like, wow, I feel like we've touched on this in d- different episodes, but I, yeah, I was thinking like it would be great if we could dedicate an episode to talking about what we've dealt with, like moving to new environments, new societies, new states, new cities, and how we've been able to thrive in spite of that, or trying to thrive with all the change and isolation and lack of community that sometimes comes with that. So to kick up the discussion, my first question that I have for my wonderful co-host is where has school work or life taken you and what has that experience been like for you? Uh, I'll go Yeka O over here. Um, So school slash work has taken me a couple of places. Um, First of all would be good old Rocky, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> that was that was an experience, <laughs> to mm-hmm. say the least. Um, so it's also up there in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, and it is a very outdoorsy type of school. And uh, so if you know anything about me whatsoever, it's like, that just is not my life. Um, <laughs> I remember having to sign up for orientation and there was like the hiking orientation, whitewater rafting, and then there was traditional. And I'm like, well, I know what I'm taking. Mm-hmm. And like second day into orientation, they're like, oh, we're going canoeing. And I'm like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be traditional. Like, what is traditional about going canoeing or going hiking in the mountains? Like, what what exactly is this? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't lie. It was definitely an amazing experience. Um from just like the people that I met. And I think I loved the idea that I went to a place, not saying that different states in the U.S. don't have culture, but mm. it was a particular, <laughs> like it was a culture that was unique to the Southern experience. Mm. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that I got to experience that. I'm glad that I got to eat ribs the right way um, in Memphis, Tennessee. And so it was like, the right was, way. That was girl listen there's just the way they make them out there that nobody knows, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right. a gift. and good old moonshine so yes that um do they put moonshine school. on the ribs oh my goodness did you say moonshine? 
I was I was thinking of that in isolation, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe there's like a moonshine rub. I don't look. I think I've actually heard about that up before. In the huh? So I think I've heard about that before, like moonshine. Like, like what you just said just sounded very familiar. Yeah, like I won't. I honestly would not be surprised to be very honest. Um, yeah, and then let's see. So I've moved also for school slash work um, to Indiana. Um, just they have great corn. Yeah. Yay. Um, hey. Good corn. Yeah, like it's very it's really great. Awesome. Yuka always like hmm, good thing and I say about Indiana. Oh yes, corn. Like so so you see what I say when like there's a certain culture like that the South had? Like I haven't I don't think I've found the mm. culture of Indiana. It's like a, a wannabe big city, but not really. But they have great corn and that makes up for a lot. And okay, okay, this is they have really nice clouds. Like the clouds here, oh wow. my god, it's, it's like really, we're really digging deep. Like when you, you guys know, out like, there experiencing nature at its best. <laughs> no, you guys, I'm not kidding. The the sky here is phenomenal. It's um, the same sky though. I just have to... we, we believe you. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> No, so, so, sorry, this is this is a tangent, but um, when you started talking about Indiana, it just reminded me of this article that Roxanne Gay posted, um, I think last month, and she wrote about being black in Middle America, mm. essentially Midwest, and she just talked about like at one point talked about living in rural Illinois and being surrounded by cornfields, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and then moving to Central Indiana actually, <laughs> um, and being racially profiled and things along those natures. But yeah, so it just reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to be positive. Um, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I was <laughs> talking about the clouds and corn, um, but yeah, you do have that a lot. It's t- like tons of times, you know, we'll get emails saying, oh. A robbery just happened on campus. Suspect is a tall a black male, or subject is suspect is a tall uh, male female with with a male build but black. Like <laughs> you hear that all the time. I've never heard suspect is a white male, and hmm. I know for sure that black people aren't the only ones who uh, do hmm. crime. But you know it is what it is. So yeah, that let let's keep it at those two. Cool. Hey guys, this is Ife, and so far, I have lived on four continents. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So, like most of you may already know, I was born in Lagos, and I moved to... First, okay, yeah, I was born in Lagos, then I went to boarding school, which is kind of away from home, although not technically... You know, away from the country, but you know, still away from my family. Then I moved to the states for college, and I was in a place, Massachusetts, for four years. Then I moved to Philly for like six months after graduation. Then I moved to New York for two years, about, and now I am in London. And I also lived in Australia for six months, for a semester abroad. So, yeah. And good things about those places. I think in in college, it's easy. I don't know. I might be talking about 
going into the next question what was the question again good things about those places uh, well it was just essentially like where has school or work taking and what has that experience been like okay okay um experience of college has been or was you know college primary <laughs> focus is primary focus is school and you you make friends because you are surrounded by people you know all the time so you make friends in your dorm you make friends in class you make friends at work so there's always an opportunity to meet people and find your people essentially and um it was a little harder when i moved when i spent a semester in australia because i didn't live on campus i was trying i was doing ijebu and trying to save money so that i could travel so i lived (laughs) off campus and that kind of made it harder to meet people and make friends so the only friends i could really make were in we're in class so yeah that was australia then philly i don't know why my what should i be giving you my life history like this <laughs> is this necessary girl, as a spirit as a spirit leads <laughs> as a spirit then leads. philly philly was um post college kind of transition so i wasn't really looking for friends i was just trying to you know apply to jobs get oh. kind of jump start my adult life if you will oh. so i didn't even also have money who has money to be going up and down to <laughs> that's one of that thing <laughs> yeah, job hunting and yeah, just crashing with family you know you try to oh. make minimize your your expenses and the hassle that's you know you don't want to be hassle on your family members so um i didn't really make friends there but i did join my college's local club so local alumni club and i joined the seven sisters seven sisters club of philadelphia which was nice and i mm. met people and alums so that was nice that was good mm. uh then new york new york so far has been like the it's not like i've lived many places after college but New York so far has been the place that I felt like, you know, I found my people. Um, oh, yeah. I, had a, I lived in a building where one of my really good friends lived in the apartment above mine. Um, I saw her like every other day. We had dinner together. It was good. And, you know, our building in general has some really good people. So that felt mm. really nice. Uh, one of my really good friends too ended up living in the same apartment as me. So that was nice. Hmm. Mm. Then London, eh? Hmm. <laughs> I came to London and not know anybody, which is weird because Nigerians, mm-hmm. there are so many Nigerians mm-hmm. in London. And let me tell you, uh-huh. like, I've met maybe, let me see. I haven't, let's just say, I don't, let me think hard. I can count the number of Nigerian, like, friends I have on one hand. And I think by counting, I think I actually mean, like, maybe two people, mm. not three. Is that maybe. intentional, though? not intentional it's just like i don't know where to f- <laughs> i don't know where to find gotcha. them <laughs> mm. Mm. i don't know where to f- like you know i don't yeah i don't most people get their their surf the circle of friends through other friends mm-hmm. and yeah. moving here sha i'm not i'm not particularly extroverted but i try uh-huh. and uh-huh. what has been the most discouraging for me so far is trying to connect with people so 
I moved here and I knew some people from college and trying to connect with people that I knew from college and getting blown off. You know, people have their own lives. And when you move to a new place, it is you trying to like, you know, fit into their already existing lives. So I'm not Mm -hmm. like bitter or anything. I understand it. And I understand that that is the reality. But it is discouraging when you're new to a place and you're trying to kind of hang out with people and you're like do you want to do something do you want to do something do you want to do something like it's like <laughs> you know you're begging yeah, for friendship yeah. and it's exhausting and demoralizing yeah, when yeah. people are flaky or like there's this particular girl that <laughs> i have been trying to hang <laughs> out Again. with this girl since like february i, mm, I kid wow. you not i have texted her I have Facebook message. I was not like, if I, what are you doing, please? It's not by force to do friendship. Just, you know, <laughs> compose yourself and sit down in one corner. But basically, uh, hashtag struggles of living, moving to a new place. But yeah, uh, I feel like I just said a lot. That was good. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. For sharing. <laughs> it's like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, hey, Let's go. Hey, <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Amayo. Um, Yay. So... <laughs> yeah, I didn't forget. <laughs> okay, so where has school taken me and where has work taken me? Um, so, primary school, secondary school in Nigeria, university in Pennsylvania in the United States. College was great, you know. It was not the best transition, you know. Being, like, the only Nigerian in your year, um, in a predominantly white school, just, you know, adjusting wasn't the easiest, Mm -hmm. the smoothest. But we thank God we made it through, made friends, (laughs) as awkward as I might have been. Yeah, but honestly, like I, when I when I think about my college experience, I really had the weirdest group of friends, just because you find I I found myself like involved in so many different groups and activities that you have like these friends from this group and these friends from this. So like, it's almost weird when they all come together. Like on my birthday, um, senior <laughs> year, when I had like a group of my friends together, and it was just sorry, sorry. So I have a question. Yes. Was that the birthday where you wore that shimmering gown? Oh yes, that beautiful <laughs> shimmering you <know>? gown. <laughs> yes, I do. I me for the gods, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, carry on. That oh, dress okay. I can never forget. Hey, Go on. Hey. <laughs> But yeah, Maybe we should put that to, a link to that in the oh, bio. No. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for thanks for asking that question because I realized I was going off point. Um, <laughs> so yes, college in universe in in Pennsylvania. Um, after uni, went to New York to live and work for a year, which was great because I never really liked. New How did I not know you lived always... in New York, Abayo? What? Wait, wait what? Did what? Hey, everybody, break. Let's, let's pause. Uh, you guys didn't know. No. Wait, if I, I, I knew wow. you lived in New York. Well, when we started the podcast. Oh, wait, before we started the podcast. Yeah. You knew. did? Were you in yeah. New York before we started? Um, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, this one is for after the podcast. Said, wait, maybe this is why you have a house of Nigerians. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You guys, I what honestly your think like, like maybe my memory is failing me because like yeah. some things that I just forget, I'm like, eh? 
that happened. <laughs> it was wrong with my soul. Maybe I need to do some what they call it luminosity train your brain exercises. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, wow. But yeah, no, New York was but, good. Yeah. Um, you know, like, New York was good because I feel like a good number of my friends from college moved to New York. So it wasn't like, oh, okay, you know, starting from scratch, you need to make all new friends. Uh, so it was, you know, it was nice having that Villanova um, crowd, but then also making new friends. I made some really good friends in New York, some really strange people, some really awkward people, but, you know, awesome, all the same. Um hmm. Let's see. Where did you live in New York, Amayo? I lived in Manhattan. Um, Where? Let's see. Spanish Harlem. Because, well, Spanish Harlem (laughs) slash Upper East Side, as I like to claim. (laughs) Yeah, no, let's be real. It's Spanish Harlem. (laughs) Anything past 92. It's 2nd Street. Oh, 93rd. I would say Spanish Harlem. But yeah. 96th Mm. and Lexington. I was going to say. Um, let's see. Yeah. So like, and then school, obviously school and work have taken me to other countries for like service trips and like work trips. So those were fun. Um, although just for a short period of time. And then I also studied abroad for four months in Hong Kong, which was amazing. Um, I lived, I didn't live on campus, but I lived with everybody else in the program. Just a bunch of American kids who lived in this, like in this building. It was really, really bad. I felt so bad for the other tenants because they were just like, who are these crazy kids and why have they decided to be close to us? We're just a mess. A mess and a half. Like, how do you open? Like, once you come out of the elevator, there's like beer pong. Like, not even inside the room, like in the hallway. Like, this is just reckless. Wow. Wow. Anyways, wow. but yeah, Hong Kong was great. So it was, you know, a new experience, new language, new culture. Um mm. So yeah, so after New York, moved back to Nigeria, which is where I am right now, living and working, living at home with my parents, which is also like an adjustment <laughs> from living mm. alone for a long time. Um, so yeah, that's my journey so far. Cool. Okay, this is Ifeanyi, and <clears throat> just like the others have said, like work, well, school took me, I did my pre-college education in Lagos, Nigeria, and went to boarding school, same boarding school as Ife, and then I went to college in Massachusetts. <laughs> and when I say Massachusetts, guys, I don't mean Boston, because <laughs> let me tell you, like, people here in Ann Arbor, when I say, oh, you know, I moved here from Western Mass, I was like, Boston, and they get really excited, and they perk up, and I'm like, no. I was, like, almost two hours west of Boston. Well, more than two hours if you take the bus. But, um, yeah, didn't go go to college in Boston. Went to school in a small town by the name of South Hadley. Um, Yeah, South Hizzle. Um, Really small small town. I felt like, I think most... Of the people who went to college with me would say like Mount Holyoke was really what <laughs> the uh, life of the party in the town. Um, <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, nothing much going on there. Um, but that experience was it was mixed. You know, it was four years in a small town. Um, but the amazing thing is, it was a small, predominantly white town. Yet Mount Holyoke, a private college was very diverse um lots of international students um 
and quite a diverse representation of people from different socioeconomic backgrounds and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> so that experience was, was great. Some hard times, but it was really great, like hard times in the sense of adapting to weather and the food and culture and things along those lines. And then work took me, well, some internships took me to, I was actually Philly in Philly for a couple months, went to New Haven for a couple months. <laughs> those experiences were hard because especially when you go, especially internships, because they're just for a short period of time. Um, so you don't really get to put roots down. Mm-hmm. There's this sense of you're only there for a couple months. So right. <laughs> why take the time? So, but I was, I was, ble- it was hard, but I was particularly blessed that some people knew people in those towns I was going to and like hooked me up with them. And actually Philly was where I got to really know Amaya and, um, <laughs> and like, yeah, spend time with her, but, and, and then <laughs> I still have pictures and I look back at it. Same. It just feels that like was a different, really a different summer, just saying. And, yeah, it just feels like a different life. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> um, we've all moved on since then. It's four years ago. Wow. Um, and then work took me... Um, after college, work took me not far from where I went to college. I stayed around in the same area and worked for two and a half years. Um, worked in Amherst. Amherst is a small college town, but unlike South Hadley, it has a couple more things going for it. Um, and I went to the same church that I attended while in college. So the experience of living in the same area where I went to school after my friends had graduated, I think it, it, yeah, having that church community definitely helped because I felt like if I didn't have that, I would have been very depressed and very isolated. Um, but yeah, so that experience could have been definitely worse if I didn't have that support system via my church and then recently worked has brought me to Ann Arbor Michigan which (laughs) I moved here in August so I'm still adapting and slowly putting down roots um but so far I think they're just sometimes they're just so many pointers and so many things that happen that just make me believe that this is where I'm supposed to be right now um, so, yeah, so we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, but not to dwell on this for too long. The next question I had is, and some of us have touched on it, but moving to a new place obviously can be isolating because, you know, you're obviously not moving with your family and a lot of times you're not moving with your same core group of friends. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, what has that process of building new community looks like or what does it look like right now for you and um what are some things you're doing towards building new community or not necessarily building but keeping yourself supported such a deep question um Hmm. over here and i would definitely say it's it's hard like Hmm. it's it's definitely hard like so for me for example you know you go to college, you know, you're there for four years, you live on campus, like, that part's easy, because, you know, you have friends, whether it's class or the different organizations that you're in, um, and so those become your support system, and even then, though, like, there were times mm. when I know I definitely felt very lonely, um, mm. or, like, felt like the people who I wanted to be at certain things could not be there, because they just weren't, it wasn't possible for them to be there at the time, so 
I was in choir and like we would have all these concerts and recitals and we would travel all these places and people's families would like come out to like, you know, support or whatever. And I just always went in knowing my family's never gonna be here um, mm. for any of this or like my family's never gonna actually hear me perform or, you know, so those times were definitely rough. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I was very emotional at graduation, aside from the fact that, like, you know, like, this is my family and I have to leave now, um, mm-hmm. was that my parents actually got to hear me perform Aww. for the first and last time in my college, mm-hmm. you know, experience. And, you know, I got a, a solo and so, you know, there's there's that. So it's definitely hard then leaving that group that you've kind of created as your backup to your actual, like, family and then leaving them and then having to start from like ground zero. So when I moved um, to Indy, I knew like one person, um, but like everybody has their own life. Like if, if it has said, like we're, we're just, everybody's doing their own thing. And mm-hmm. so even now I feel like I can count on one hand um, people who I can say, like I've let in, be- oh, how do I explain this? So like, you're building the support system, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's this continuous process of people getting to know you and you having to open yourself up to all these other people. And it's just like doing it over and over and over and over again. And personally, sometimes I just get tired mm-hmm. um, of continuously like opening up or just, I don't know. And so mm-hmm. I, I can count on one hand the number of people who I can say actually know me so different people might know different sides of me um Mm. but i don't think there's actually anyone in indy who like knows knows me so my answer Mm. to that question is it's just a hard process Mm. and it's just one of those things where it's like for me you just grow tough skin and you move on with life and do what you need to do and focus on that and while you're in the process like depending on how long you're going to be there for them plugging in yourselves, whether it's with church. So for me, that has definitely helped or any other like organization, whether it's volunteer work or something to just kind of keep that loneliness to, you know, as low as you can get it to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Same as this is Ife, same as Onyeka really in terms of I found church to be a very good place to kind of, anchor myself if in the community if you will so in when i first moved to new york i kind of you know hopped churches for a while i went to hillsong i went to journey i went to a lot of different churches but i settled on a local church called tgc trinity grace church crown heights and i think the the real reason that i was really attracted to that church was that it was small and intimate and i'd just come from a similar background in my college area so if you and i (laughs) if you and i have a lot of overlapping life experiences um we're the same person (laughs) psych (laughs) so if you and i went to the same church too in in our college area and it was small and intimate and kind of knew everyone or like you know knew everyone's face and you sure felt like people had your back and knew you. So mm-hmm. when I moved to New York, I found it, uh, TGC Crown Heights that was like that too. So that was awesome. I mean, having, making girl, like 
relationships, having stuff to do after church, and just oh. it was nice to feel loved and known, like unknown, huh. and it was good. Um, and also, um, like I mentioned, I had a friend who lived in the building. I had a friend from the college area, Kunle, who's been on the podcast, Kunle, aka Charles. Kunle <laughs> has like people know him by different names anyway. Um, if he's a friend from Amherst and he was the first person I knew in New York and you know yeah so it wasn't my I feel like I was spoiled by my transition to New York because it was so you know there were times where it was difficult but it was mostly nice and I knew people and yeah but my move to London has not been easy I feel like I'm you know, I say this multiple times. People that listen to this podcast must be like, ah, why is she so... It's not that bad, but it's not... Anyway, whatever. Mm, that is, um, that's real, though. Yeah. yeah. So my move because, to... Yeah. Go, go yeah, ahead. Sorry, go. Well, because like one thing I was thinking about before we started recording is... A lot of times when people post, like, oh, that they're in a new place, they're in a new city, they have a new job, our tendency is to be like, oh, my gosh, that's so glamorous. Oh, my Ooh. gosh, that's so, you know, picturesque. Like, oh, my gosh, I hashtag jealous, hashtag jelly. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality, like you're saying, like, there's, I mean, it's great. Like, you have the opportunity, you have that job, you're grateful. But there's also valid, like, frustration and valid um mm-hmm. Yeah, things behind the scenes that are going mm-hmm. on. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, London, transition to London was not peaches and cream. And also, so I work, my office is really small. There's eight people in my office for one. Mm-hmm. Most of them are white men. Most of them are married. There are, like, only two other people in my age group. So, and, like, they already have their own lives. Again, the thing about, like, having your own life comes into mm-hmm. play. But one good thing is that I work in a co-working space. So I work in a WeWork, which okay. is a company that they basically rent out entire buildings and like sub sublease it to companies that need, you know, that don't need very large spaces. Sublease it to mm-hmm. startup companies, if you will. And the startup companies don't have to be tech, like any small company. So there are a lot of people on my floor and the first black girl that I met on my floor. Um, I think we started talking in a bathroom. I was like, hey, nice hair. Basically, you know how like, black girls connect to be like, love your hair, love your outfit. And um, mm-hmm. that's how I made my first, I think she was my first friend in, in London, actually. So that's how I made my first. So basically, my strategy is to befriend all the black girls <laughs> that I see. <laughs> and be like, hey, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And another thing I've like meetup. So some people have really good success with meetup. So going on meetup.com. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like I mentioned, I'm not particularly extroverted. So honestly, honestly, quata quata, I like to like sleep in the bed and watch right. Netflix. So that's another thing too. Like you kind of have to motivate yourself to get out of the house because mm-hmm. it would be easier to just stay at home. But loneliness like talking about yasmin's tweet about how loneliness can lead to depression and sometimes you just like Mm -hmm. want to hear somebody else's voice other than your own you know Mm -hmm. so yeah get out of the house (laughs) um let's see okay so for college um yeah i think i I definitely remember the first 
like few weeks and months where I mean although I still had I had some friends in um like different schools so like one of my good friends was in a school that was five minutes away from mine I had some people in Philly that I was friends with but when it came to like making friends at Villanova I remember like having those well I don't want to say panic attacks but just you know like I don't know the first few weeks it's so mm-hmm. stressful because everybody's like oh my gosh like you make all these friends and, like orientation is so much fun and you know they try and like immerse you in every single thing and it's just overwhelming and you just want to like be, be you want to be in your comfort zone where like, you already have your friend base established and you're just worrying about other things and so yeah that was stressful like not having friends for a while and even though like sometimes i can be like super extroverted it took me a while to get to that point so like freshman year i was still kind of shy and like really mm-hmm. into myself and in my shell but then i obviously like all all that like i just realized that you just need to find the things that you enjoy or like do the things that you enjoy be involved in the things that you want to be involved in and then it just i feel like naturally those friends like genuine friends will come through those things because i mean you already have those shared interests so you can mm-hmm. already like bond over those things so like for me i started with like student theater like something that i hadn't really done in secondary school but i always had an interest in so like not acting mm-hmm. obviously i was like stage managing um <sighs> and you know directing back um, behind the scenes and all that stuff so obviously like you meet all these people that have all these similar interests interests and yeah you just naturally make friends from those groups and that's how i started making friends at nova and i remember like at a point freshman year most of my friends were like juniors and sophomores because i don't know i really don't know why that happened actually (laughs) but yeah that was just the nature of things um so yeah yeah um so that was college and then hong kong was interesting because i was i, I was on a program it wasn't a villanova program so it was a program um organized by syracuse university so it was all these syracuse kids who already kind of knew each other and then uh-huh. i think there were like three nova kids one of whom um stayed off campus so she wasn't really with us um, most of the time so just like mm. you know warming up to another group of people which you know took some time but eventually just because everybody wants to go out and you know do all these outdoorsy things together and you just naturally have to be friends with these people hmm. and i think honestly i think the hardest the hardest friend making process or you know support system building process was when i moved back to nigeria which is interesting because oh, yeah. yeah because i mean I, I just I kept I even now I still feel like most of my friends are like in the United States or like wherever they are that like that's not in Nigeria I have, I have friends here obviously but I don't know just having that strong system and uh-huh. it just it felt lonely the first couple of months I remember talking to some friends and it was just like don't worry and they kept saying oh, don't worry like time you know just keep putting yourself out there and I don't like going out in Lagos it's just Mm. like going out with like going out alone or going out to a place where you know you don't know most of the people mm, because yeah. right there's just a i don't know how to, i don't want to say people are pretentious because i mean that's not making, uh, making so it seem yeah. as if i'm not <laughs> I don't know. but lagos, so lagos, crowd, <laughs> lagos crowd can be very interesting depending on you know where it's i don't know so 
yeah, it took me a while. And then eventually I joined a church group. Well, not a church group, but a, a religious youth group. And, you know, kind of like, like what I said before, like when you just do things that are naturally, like just come naturally to you, that's how you make friends. So I made a lot of friends from that group who have easily become like my support system now because I can talk to them about almost everything. Um, and then you're yeah, just like reconnecting with primary school friends randomly like you like you're you're somewhere that you wouldn't expect to see people like I, I don't know it's just so like I met my primary school friend that I hadn't seen since primary school obviously and I remember we spoke with, without knowing who we were and then when we now finally introduced ourselves we were like what like it was <laughs> insane like I almost cried because like I think it was like, my, my best friend back in the day and, like all these memories just flood yeah you know so it was crazy um but yeah it's like we're connecting with primary school friends and my mother is like am I gonna stay at home you're going out too much <laughs> okay <Wow>. mom <laughs> please wow. yeah I'm done with my huh. story <laughs> this is the famous and um yeah, the process of building new community. Um, it's like everybody else has said, it's really hard. Um, I think it, it even gets harder the older you get. Because mm. like Ife said, like people, if you especially if you move to a new place, some people have already established their circle and already established their routines. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's really hard to insert yourself into those spaces. Um and so actually moving to Ann Arbor, like, because that's the most recent thing I remember. Um, there was somebody I knew from college here, and so it was really great. Like, she helped me through a lot of things. But at some point, it's it felt like I was bothering her and, like, trying to, like, insert myself into her life. But then easily realized, like, oh, she already has her own thing going on. She has her flow. She's in grad school. There's so many things going on. Um, and just being willing to, like, step back and figure something else out. Um, but yeah, so building can new community, it's hard. Number two, there's so many risks involved. Like, am I, like you were saying, like you, when you go to a place by yourself, you just never know the kind of people you're going to meet or mm-hmm. what their personalities would be like. So with building new community, I feel like it's putting yourself out there and not sure, being sure what you're going to come home with. Because sometimes you come home empty-handed and you're like, well, that was a flop. Like, everybody, like, easily clicked up. Like, there was no... It was hard for me to insert myself into certain spaces. Like, I... So far, I've, like, visited, I think, three churches. Um, And, yeah, and some of these places, like... I agree, like, finding a church can be one way of anchoring yourself in the community. But sometimes that can even be hard because some people are very oblivious to the fact that like there are new people around and it's yeah. very easy to yeah. it's very easy to click up with your people mm-hmm. um, and unintentionally like block <laughs> new people off. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely one risk. Um, but if I, it's funny enough, I said we're essentially the same person. So <laughs> plot twist. Um, I've as somebody at work actually told me about meetup. Um, and I downloaded the app and I went to my first event and it was a photography event. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, but I got to meet some other people there and that was really cool. And like, we've already planned like things to do and places to go shoot and stuff like that. So, I mean, but it was like, for me, I had to like, 
I remember the night before the event, I was like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? I'm like, I could just easily lie on this comfy bed and just binge watch Luke Cage. Like, <laughs> and nobody would judge me for it, yeah. <laughs> except maybe myself. But, um, yeah, just being, yeah, it's, yeah, guys, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But, and one of the tweets that Yasmin posted up, she said, you know, sometimes it gets really tiring to go out whenever you want human interaction. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just want the intimacy of doing nothing with someone. Mm -hmm. And that is so, it's like so real and so true, especially if you're single. Mm. Um, You know, if you're single, it's like, you know, you're even, there are even more times when you are alone and there are more times when, um, you, you, like, you just want that. Sometimes it's, yeah, but, um, yes. Yeah, I totally get <laughs> I just, what you mean. But I think, yeah, but I think in the beginning, honestly, I think in the beginning it is, it's tiring. But, w- like, Amaya, you were saying, like, you know, your friend said, like, putting yourself out there. And hopefully, as you start building your community and your people, the less you have to start putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. The more you can be like, you know what, actually, I'm going to say no because I'm really tired. Right. <laughs> I'm really exhausted. But in the beginning, when you're still new and you don't have your people, in spite of how hard it is, it's really important to get get out. Because like Ife said, like, you know, loneliness and isolation can easily lead to depression. Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just want to stay and sometimes it's fine, you know, just staying in lights off, blinds closed, just you yourself and your Netflix. But a lot of times it's like, you have to be like, you know what, we're going out today. Even if it means just walking around because exercise can do a lot for your mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to wrap up, the last question I have is, Isolation and loneliness, like, sorry, this guy is some, I feel like this episode has been such a downer, but to lift things up, (laughs) to just lift things up, like, what have moments of being alone or being, like, some, I I feel like isolated has a negative connotation, but what have moments of being alone or moments of solitude, like, taught you either about yourself or about life or anything along those lines? I well for me I've really grown I've grown to love being who you be this is Amayo Amayo is saying that she has grown (laughs) (laughs) well yeah no I really I enjoy my alone time so much so Mm. that sometimes like it's just it's Man, I just love being alone, which is, which could be bad. It could be bad in the sense that, okay, after a while, you become, like, people just stop inviting you for things because you never come because <laughs> you're just so comfortable mm. on your bed. But, like, I think it's also really important to just love spending time with yourself. Mm-hmm. As much as it is, like, it's, obviously, it's great to put yourself, like, you're, like, you should go out, obviously, put yourself out there make friends be social but it's also very important to know like okay this is me time just recollect think plan your the rest of your week plan your day and yeah like for every time like on the move on the move which is something that i remember in new york i don't know why but i was well obviously i had a job and then 
like over the weekend i barely got rest i was always like moving from one thing to another if it wasn't for like mm. a work event it was like meeting up with friends like just like nature of living in a busy city and having a crazy oh, no. job um but yeah i never really had that time to spend with myself to spend like doing things just for me and i feel like moving back to nigeria really taught me how precious alone time is it's been great and i mean oh, and, and oh. not even just like you know staying at home and watching netflix which i can't even do that much here um that much of here it's just sometimes just like thinking like sitting in silence and having time to just mm. reflect and you know write things down and maybe pray and mm-hmm. just like mm. i don't know it's just it's so so important so valuable so good ah mm. uh, yeka all over here and i think one of the key things that this isolatory period of my life um has taught me is that I am enough because hmm. um, I think oftentimes yeah. like <laughs> it's <Deep. laughs> I can't deal with you right now <laughs> um, we always think of ourselves um, in light of how other people like see us or in light of other people's shadows I think and for me just this whole period of you know achieving my dreams by myself you know um, doing all these things by myself just reminds me that I mean, having other people and being in a group with other people is fine, but so is also doing stuff myself. Like, that is okay. And not um, beating myself up because I'm not out every Friday night or beating Mm. myself up because um, I'm not in Snapchat, you know, using the filter that says try with a friend. Um, Like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag forever alone. and I should um, be comfortable. And just as Amaya was saying, you know, like just learning to enjoy your own time. Like I love being by myself because I know what I like and no one is stressing me out. Does not mean that I don't like interacting with people, Mm -hmm. but I've grown to enjoy those times when I'm by myself. I'm an introvert anyway, even though like, you know, I'm outgoing from time to time, but those moments that I get to actually be with myself, like, actually learning to love those moments so i think mm-hmm. those are the two things that i would say have, have um emanated as a result of this isolation any thoughts if i hear i hear deep sighing <laughs> yeah um this is if Nika and amaya have pretty much said everything mm. i'd say being alone kind of has helped me has helped me take stock of my life in terms of what do I want for the future kind of just more about you know planning and introspection and analyzing mm. and getting you know it's it's like you're getting to know yourself again and you're like ooh mm. like who am I really Mm-hmm. and mm. who am I like with other people who am I like alone um, do I like who I am <laughs> yeah, this is really that kind good. of thing so mm-hmm. yeah isolation isn't well, maybe not isolation but time 
by yourself isn't all bad. Mm-hmm. Like oh. you guys have, like as you guys have said, it's it can be good. And also, yeah. when you are thinking about, because like mostly thinking from a shifting from like a friendship kind of a need for friendship and connection, there's also like need for a romantic partner. And sometimes when I think about, oh, you know, it would be nice to have someone to cuddle and, 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 Uh, please, can we let the best speak honestly? Like, I don't know what we're going on the topic. Please, if I go on. It would be nice to have somebody to cuddle with and, you know, figure out what to watch on Netflix together or whatever. And I now also re- remember that, you know, relationship are work and headache. Mm. So, <laughs> mm, let wow. me enjoy this. My life of minimal headache as I have it. Mm. You know how they say, once you want to know, get, 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 you know, want. <laughs> now that I have the, <laughs> the you know, solitude, I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. enjoy it. And, yeah. This is the thing, and everybody has already said <laughs> A lot um, that I wanted to say, but I think being by myself, and I have my very first one-bedroom apartment, so I'm also, like, by myself a lot. Um, Guys, I make myself laugh a lot. Like, I am funny. (laughs) Like, I'm actually fun does come. And sometimes I just catch myself thinking, like, wow, whoever ends up with me, wow. (laughs) They're in for a ride of their life. (laughs) Um, And then, on a more serious note, um, one thing I've also been thinking about is just being more intentional about inviting other people in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the big lessons I've learned, like visiting spaces where I didn't feel particularly welcome. And not, and not in a way that was like malicious, but just mm-hmm. very oblivious. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so for me, just moving forward, just being more intentional about welcoming people in, like inviting people over. And that was one of the reasons why I really wanted my own space is just have to have the freedom to have people over whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just one big lesson, like being, creating more spaces for people to feel welcomed and, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I add one more thing real quick? Yes. And it, it might be on the other side of the fence, but um, I found that in this whole period of solitude, like I've been able to solidify friendships mm. Um, mm. and deepen the extent to how like the level of friendships that I've had before. And yeah. so in this time, like there are friends who like we would talk um, and not necessarily that it was surface level talk, but now like, Mm-hmm. I know they're gonna be on my bridal train, you know, like that kind of that kind of deal. So, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> just to add to that, like you said, I think uh, the other part of like being more intentional about inviting people in is also like checking up on others. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. also taught me that because when I catch myself feeling like oh man nobody loves me nobody's checking on me (laughs) it's like wow if who are you not checking on like who are you not who haven't you heard from in a while that could use a text or somebody else who's moved someplace new that um yeah so that's one other lesson like checking up on other people and seeing how they're doing so that's also led to like deepening 
other friendships because everybody else mm-hmm. has moved on, but yeah. they also need to be checked on mm-hmm. and find out how they're doing. But yay! Thanks, guys, for a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to wrap up the episode, I want to know what y'all are reading or watching or slash and listening to. Like, I knew this question was coming. Like, it's not like, <laughs> I didn't know. We do it every episode. Every episode. Uh, Yeka, oh, over here, I'm not reading anything particularly uh, fun. Like, I'm reading, of course, science journals and stuff. Um, listening to, like, I honestly haven't been listening to too much. Oh, oh, I lied. Lord Jesus. <laughs> so I just listened to Ty Tribbett's uh, Work It Out. I encourage you all mm-hmm. to go listen to that song and let's have a conversation about how you feel mm-hmm. about it. I was like, I was, it caught me off guard. I was like, wait, like, what? wait, future? No, tight. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> please go listen to that and let me know what you think about that song. Um, and as far as watching, I've been on Netflix watching Young and Hungry. Mm. Yeah, that's a very fun, fun show. So that's me. Sweet. Emma, are you there? <laughs> Barely. Um, I'm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> just struggling. Um, what am I reading? I'm not reading anything new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not reading anything new. I'm not watching anything new. I barely have time to watch TV. Sorry, I really don't have. Like, I, I, I've been really, really dull this week. That's okay. Like, yeah. That's okay. It's been rough life at work. Like, like that sometimes. Work is taking over my life. Hopefully next week I have something fresh for you guys. Okay. We'll be waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <Just> like wow. <laughs> Thanks. This is Ife. I, I same. I go through cycles or seasons of. When I'm reading a ton of stuff on my Kindle, then I'm watching a ton of TV, then I'm listening to a ton of podcasts. Uh, my entertainment is shine cycles is the summary <laughs> of what I'm saying. I'm not reading anything new either. Uh, mm-hmm. Still listening to Is It That Table. I listen to it mm-hmm. every day without fail. Mm-hmm. And it is life-giving. I, um, I just finished watching The Preacher which is an AMC show. It's a series. Okay. And it's just, like, ridiculous. So it's kind of, like, pop fiction-y, Tarantino-esque, where it's, there's a lot of violence, and it's just, like, ridic- like comic booky violence. But it, it was sharp bizarre. But what, why I'm even mentioning this is that the first scene... Guess, guess what was in the first scene, guys? It was Africa. It was, you know... Oh. So, wait what the first scene of the show <laughs> like the first scene of the pilot episode of the show was you know a picture of the earth then some in in is it indescribable i be in some generic african village and it said africa and i was like you've mm-hmm. got to be fucking kidding me in 2016 in 2016 like given granted the entire series is ridiculous you know it's not supposed to be you know real but it's like (laughs) 
you every other place had name or you do not name an entire continent you named russia you named uh, dallas texas but it's africa you now the entire so that's village anyway basically i was annoyed but yeah, <laughs> i watched that and i'm watching masters of sex the fourth mm-hmm. season of masters of sex which is a really really good show it's one of my favorite shows um, oh. It is about sex researchers, uh, Masters and Johnson, and their work relationship, and how that kind of like blends into their personal relationships. And it's good TV. It's good drama. Mm. Watch it. Coolies. This is a Finula, and I am reading a memoir called Shrill Notes from a Loud Woman by Lindy West. I love Lindy West. Um, yeah, the first chapter was meh, so I had to really keep powering, powering on. But by the time the first chapter was done, I really, I'm really into it right now, um, and it's a really great memoir. She's she's a really great writer, and she's writing about a lot of heavy and powerful stuff, and particularly about her experience with like online harassment and trolls and being comfortable in her own skin and loving herself and self awareness and feminism and it's just she tackles a lot and i'm just really excited to finish it um the oh my gosh guys the second thing i'm sharing is just my favorite thing oh my god guys oh my god i am watching and currently obsessed with american crime like i don't know why none of y'all told me about american crime and the greatness of a show that it is but i'm on season two right now and the acting, the plot, the suspense, Oof. Ah, clutching my pearls for days, y'all. Like, I can't even do. And like season two, Regina King is, she was also season one, but I, and I think she actually won an Emmy for her performance in season one, but I feel like her performance in season two, ooh, y'all. She's playing, she's, she's playing an elite black woman and just like, She's just, she's, her character is just not (laughs) one that is lovable, (laughs) likable at all. Um, very, very mean character. Um, but the show is just, it's, yeah, it's, I don't recommend it lightly because it deals with like heavy stuff in season, each season deals with a different crime and season two is about rape, um, particularly like male of a rape, uh, the male victim, um, which isn't talked a lot, um. Yeah, survivors of rape, male survivors of rape, um, I feel like they're, I don't hear, I don't really hear about them. I mean, rape in general is just something that for a while, um, hasn't been talked about or, um, survivors of rape have just been continually been just not trusted and been dismissed and all of that. But anyways, and Andre 3000 is on season two and he's doing such a good job. Um, yeah, so that's a show I'm really loving right now, but yay. Thanks ladies. for yay. Today's episode. Yeah. Good thanks problem. everyone. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.